family, thanks for tuning in. This is Lady Nina D, and I am your host tonight for the exclusive. As you all know, every now and then we have an exclusive interview that we just want to share with you. Something or somebody very special we want to introduce you to or just talk to in depth. You probably already know them. I don't know who y'all know, but we just going to go ahead and see, what, see how you feel about it. Uh, we got a special guest tonight with us. I am very excited. Personally, I'm excited that this gentleman is here with me tonight because I had the pleasure of of knowing him personally and spending time with him at school. And when I got my first start in the theater, for real, for real, I had a chance to act and sing alongside him. And he has just got up out of Flint and went on and did some wonderful things and, you know, <laughs> left some of us behind. And, um, you know, we just brought him back in to check in them and see what's going on. Please welcome with me tonight no other than Mr. Monquez Pippins himself. Quez, they was up to the family. What up, my Flintstone family? <laughs> you know, I ain't never I left. I'm still there. I'm still a Flintstone right. all day. <laughs> and I, I don't want y'all to feel some type of way because we, we on Flint tonight because that's just where our roots are. So we know a lot of the, the family in Flint is going to get a hold of this interview. So you may be listening in Calcutta. You still a part of the family, but we just have a thing for Flint tonight. Is that all right? It's going to have to be, okay? We're just going to be proud. It's going to be bedrock pride tonight. That's just I just want y'all to know ahead of time. But yeah, so Come on now. I just, I'm... I'm I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm so glad we had a chance to link up and and reconnect. Shout out to Ethan for making yeah. the hookup. You know, yeah, that's my boy. Making sure we got in touch and everything. Listen, Ethan is that's family. That's my cousin all day. All day. I that's that's him. my brother. To the earth. No, and there's <laughs> I don't I don't I just we just you know we just celebrated our first year. Of the of the network here on a purple rose planet, and in order to celebrate, because we can't be out doing a lot of the things we would love to do, um, I just decided to do a countdown of gratefulness for those who have have helped support us. And um, our countdown, we got down to number two. We were at Ethan was one of those individuals that we just had to. Um, to be grateful for and pay tribute to him and honor him because he's really been so supportive. So thanks to Ethan again because yeah, he made this been. happen tonight. So I'm so excited. Yeah, he, so he's cool. been my number one. <laughs> it just, and it just seems like everybody that mentions Ethan, like, oh, yeah, Ethan Dow. He's loyal all, to, all day, all day. That's all you yep. can ever be. Um, so what? Why don't you tell tell the family about your about your route coming up um, out of Flint and what that experience was like for you and how did you get from Flint to Broadway to now Dallas and uh, you know releasing this album? But let's start with where it started, Flint. Yeah, actually, uh, you know, growing up in Flint and, and going back in with Ethan, you know, me and Ethan was besties, ride or die for real. Uh, I actually started writing the music for this album way back then, like when we were in high school. Actually, wow. Backstabber, I wrote when I was in college still. 
Okay. And uh, when I was at U of M, uh, you know, growing up in Flint, you know, you know, we see what we see. You know, we live how we live. And I was the type of person I always, you know, wrote down everything that happened or how I felt, you know. And having those roots and, you know, growing up with a musical family and growing up in the church, you know, Faith Temple, Church of God in Christ, you know. Oh, had them, you know that, you know that Kojic, you know. Oh, yeah. So, we, you know, that that music be running through your veins and, you know, I just get tunes in my head and, you know, it just goes from there. And after I graduated from U of M, you know, you know, we did theater and everything in high school, but after I went to uh, U of M and I graduated from there, I want to say it was 2005, I moved to L.A. And you know, the law put the push in me. I said, I got to go. I got to do something. I got to do something. So I moved to L.A. and I still had that drive. First job I got in L.A. was for uh, Crystal Cathedral. And I was doing a big show there straight into working for Disney. I was a dancer at Disney. And from Disney, Disney. Yeah. And then from Disney, I became a blues brother at Universal Studios. Wow. That's that's a perfect thing for you. Like you are definitely yeah. a blues brother. I can see you in the whole get up, like, okay, yes, that's my quest. That's him. I've been trying desperately to find old photos and videos of that, but I can't find a single one. That was before, you know. YouTube was so popular back then. Exactly. And, you know, exactly. back in 2000. We didn't even have so, smartphones the way we have now then. Oh, I remember I had a flip a razor back then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, after, after I left Universal, I actually got a job with Carnival Cruise Lines. And I was with them for 10 years as their lead production singer for 10 years. So I did all the big shows that you saw on the stage with the big sets and the 16 dancers behind you. But after a while, you know, once you hit that 10 year, you know, they kind of be kind of trying to, you know, mother bird you get out of here (laughs) because you've been here too long. So from there, uh, you know, I was, I was kind of, that was at that moment. I was I want to say I was lost for a minute because I was like I don't know what I'm gonna do. But you know how we do. We talk to the Lord, and <laughs> as soon as I talked to him, I got me a call from a friend in New York that asked me to come take his spot in a Motown show at the Hard Rock Casino in Atlantic City. Wow! He said, "Can you come take over for me for a little bit?" And that started my whole thing in New York. And a lot okay. of folks, yeah, a lot of folks uh, that lived there was like, I don't know how you got down here and got a job so quick like that. Because as soon as I finished that one, <laughs> I got into a show uh, for the New York Musical Theater Festival that won the award called Mississippi the Musical. Okay. And right after that was over, I auditioned for The Color Purple. And then I was just on tour with them for the last six months. And then, you know, COVID hit and, you know, it pulled me out. 
Right. But in the midst of all that, the, the two years I spent in New York, I found my, my, my really close friends who actually got me to come down to New York. They said, come down here and we're going to help you with this album. And wow. they actually became my producers, uh, John Sheckler and uh, Linden Street Connection. And we sat down, got in the studio. And what was great about it, we did these songs in, I want to say, four days. So I didn't have to wow. spend a whole bunch of time. Most of the time right. was spent with, with the mix. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to bring back old school style because you know how we grew up in the church. We 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 like live music. Yeah. So we got together a band. So my whole album is all live musicians. There's nothing computer oh, in yeah. it. Oh yeah. So and, and, and I'm old school. So hmm? just to fill y'all in, one of the well, the you know big reason why we're having this whole conversation with my quiz is because. He's, this project is finished. This this album is coming out, and you will be able to get this music. And we, I was just, I was blown away when we were catching up and learning about all of these different steps, you know, that he went through. And I, I love the fact that you shared that there was a there was a minute where you was kind of lost and didn't know what was going to happen next because we can all identify with that and. 2020, everybody is lost, you know, trying to figure mm-hmm. out what we're, what we're yeah. doing next. And, you know, the pause and being in a show like The Color Purple and being able to travel will show that so many of us have been able to see on, on Broadway or on tour um, and to have to just take that abrupt pause. I'm so glad that you had this other thing that you could, you know, put your energy into, and we get some music out of it. And you know, right on our on on our network, we play blues, jazz, and soul, as we call it, the blue jazz old, and all day, every day. And um, this this album, when I got a chance, yes, I heard the stuff ahead of all of y'all. I'm happy about it. Y'all gonna be able to hear it real soon. But I didn't hear it. Yeah. And it's it's the perfect mix. Like it's literally blues, jazz, and soul, and then subgenres of all that. You get a little bit of the funky. You get a little bit of the R and B, jazz, and, and soul. The blues. You get. I mean, it's the perfect mix. That's just the kind of singer that Marquez has always been. And you can hear those roots coming up in church. You know, when you start singing. And so mm-hmm. we're definitely gonna play some of that music for you tonight so you'll be able to get a taste of it and so um we're so excited to share that with you so he started this project um after coming off the color purple and linked up with some great friends that would tell you to come on down and get this done those definitely the kind of people you need to have in your space that's like no we don't we don't make have this next thing so what was that what was that? What was that like having music that you started working on, thought about working on since high school and even into college, writing some of it to actually put it down, you know, on 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 paper and then record it and be able to get to the finished product. What was that process like? This was the most exciting thing. This is this is why I'm so excited. I'm excited and nervous uh, because this is like <laughs> years. Of- 
Uh, yeah, this is like years of my life, like all the way from, you know, uh, college, all the way up through my career, all these last years, like I put all these songs together and I I, I have to say I've, I've been working with some amazing musicians over the years. And by me having all those musicians working behind me, I've always had somebody saying, oh, yeah, I'll play for you. I'll do this for you. It, putting this whole yeah. thing together was everything to me because I have been wanting to be in the studio for the longest to do this, but it just seemed like every time I tried to do it, something would come up and I couldn't do it in the studio. I couldn't get in the studio. Yeah. But you know how they say it's God's timing, right? Right. Right. So working on this project was amazing from start to finish. I had some amazing producers. John Sheckler and his wife, uh, Caitlin Beeman, had me 100%. Like, I, I put all my trust in them. They And they're artists themselves. They're, they have an album out themselves, uh, Linden Street Connection. Okay. And John Sheckler has a jazz, a jazz uh, trio that he has two albums out. Oh, nice. So, mm-hmm. So what kind of what kind of conversation, if you could put it in terms of a, the conversation that you're having with us uh, and the rest of the world, what kind of conversation are you having with this project? Oh, with, now not my my project is I call this the 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 feelings project. I call it soul because I deal in soul business. I want you to feel what I'm feeling in this music. So what I yeah. call this this is this is the breakup project. This this project is, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is uh, the beginning of breakup into re-self-discovery. So starting from track one at Backstabbers, that's the first thing of the pain of the breakup. Find My Knee, the second track, it's going straight through. And that's when you, you know, when you had enough and you just got to say, you got to go. Third track is when you start to feel like things can get better. That's a letter from the 810. That's, I call that also better day because they're giving you some hope. Okay. So, gossip folks, that is you shelling out, you getting rid of all these people. You know the naysayers. Getting mm-hmm. rid of all those folks. Yeah, they, they ain't got nothing to do with you. And then the fifth track, Too Sexy You Lied, is when you finally re- rediscovered yourself you realize that you are it 100%. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's, it's to me, it's the stages of breakup to me. But I, I wanted okay. to do it as, um, because I'm hoping this, this will do quite well, and I'm going to change it from an EP into an LP, and I'm going to add five more songs to this. That's, that's my future plan for this. And the entire okay. album... It's supposed to be called Soul Resurrection. Yeah, so I love it. Once That's, it becomes an LP. is very, yeah. very Prince-like. Very mm-hmm. Prince-like. That yeah, and like I was inspired album. a lot of these tracks by Prince. Yeah. That sounds like something he would just wake up, record, and put out the next day. Like, oh, y'all didn't know. Like, what? What do you mean nope. just putting out an album like that, Prince? <laughs> 
And that's the kind of stuff people do to us. Like, your whole soul is resurrected in a day. Like, what? How did that happen? Exactly. Yeah. And that's 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 so exactly why I call myself a soul artist. Because yeah. I deal I, I want you to feel feel with your soul. I don't want you to just hear the music. I want you to feel every single word. Because every song in this album people can relate to because everybody has gone through these things. Mm. I see you every day You're smiling in my face But before the evening's come Your smile has been erased What have I done? to do Tell me baby why do you do the things that you do You're just a backstabber You say one thing and mean another Maybe we shouldn't be together Cause you're just a backstabber Already knew things were going wrong From all the fuss and fighting and carrying on You wanna leave every chance you get. You're bitter, hateful, and filled up with regret. What have I done? What am I to do? Tell me, baby, why do you do the thing that you do? You're just a backstabber You say one thing and mean another Maybe we shouldn't be together Cause you're just a in mind you know you've, you've always just been a, a musical person and um has even though you were on tour with color purple and you know still thinking about your own project throughout the years has the current climate at all changed your feelings about your project 
or influenced it even more in any way or any less? Being on tour and being out in these streets has only inspired me more. I was actually writing songs on napkins when I was just sitting, just sitting at a bar or sitting at a restaurant with the cast or even we, we were doing a bus tour. So we were doing eight hour, 10 hour rides on the bus. So I would literally be writing songs while I'm riding the bus. I have my, my phone, my computer, <laughs> I got napkins, I got papers, all of these things. Yeah. I, I'm inspired by my surroundings. I'm, I'm inspired by what I see and what I hear. Yeah. Yes, it's interesting. Are people feeling challenged to put out work that's not directly speaking to what's happening? Because, you know, us, you know, black folks, part of the culture is being conscious of what's going on with exactly. with all of us and not just with what we're consumed with on our own. And so right. we're those of us who are in the artistic community, you know, if you working if you working on the show and the show has had some strong perfect show, the color purple. Uh, mm-hmm. the color purple has a lot of challenging themes in it. And, and it's also I about self discovery. Yes. And so I wonder how people will feel with all of these things going on around them, if their work means more to them or if it felt uh, if it felt different, like I need to be doing something else or I need to be saying something else during this time. So um, that's why I wanted to know if the climate had affected, you know, the way that you were putting this project together and um, if it influenced you in any other way. Absolutely. Um, and to go along with that, Um, That is the reason why now, before I had um, Backstabber as my first single and uh, Fine By Me as the second single, and it was not going to come out until Mm -hmm. July 25th. But dealing with what is going on, and I feel like we need this right now, I made, Mm -hmm. I changed it and made Letter from the 810 the second single and it's coming out earlier on the 16th because the words that are in that song, better day, is going to get better. It's going to yeah. be a better day. It's, it's, it's an encouragement song. And that's why I was like, it's time for me to say this right now. It, it goes back yeah. to the whole thing where I've been trying to do this for years and years and years. And it's just all about God's timing. And I guess it was, this was the time I was supposed to bring this out. So something in me told me I need to switch these singles around, which I did. Now, I was going to put uh, Backstabber as the second single, but I was unable to do that. So I just added Letter from the 810 as a second single, and I pushed it up to an earlier date. So now that will be coming out July 16th. Talk a little bit more about the the letter from um, Letter to the 810, because people who are not from, from the Flint area, that's Flint area code for those of you who don't know. Because um, mm-hmm. there are people listening all over the place. And because of the, the water crisis, Flint got global attention because of mm-hmm. what happened with that. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that are happening now, even though the whole, the whole world has been affected by COVID, um, for those of us in Flint, 
some things have felt a little bit harsher and a little bit harder because we've already been in this state of, um, you know, crisis. We've been in a state of emergency for a very long time. It's like the rest of the world is joining us in a state of emergency. So what it what did that mean to you to speak directly to your hometown, which you, you couldn't get to us, you couldn't be here, you know, check on close friends and family that are still here. Um, so what did it mean to you to put that put that piece together? That piece was done before COVID happened. And I knew that this was my message song. This is the song I wanted to talk to the people. Now, it says letter from the 810, but it is actually addressed to the world because I even say at the beginning of the song, this goes out to my Flintstones and everyone around the world who's still still on the grind and it's, it's going to get better. So it, 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 it's, it's like I'm spending encouragement. I'm trying yeah. to give you hope, give you faith to keep your head up and keep walking. Because I, I, I'm not just talking to Flint people. I'm addressing the right. world with it. I, I, want, I, yeah. I want to encourage every single person, which is why I wanted to put that song out there. This goes out to all my Flintstones out there and everybody around the world that's still on the grind, still on the struggle. This is for y'all. We wanna tell our story. We got to tell it right. It needs to be told about our struggle and sacrifice. See, everybody's trying to tell us when and which way to go. How you gonna judge us when you don't even know? We've been through the fire, been through the flood. Through all the bad times and through the good, no ten us up, we won't back down. There's gonna be a better way for us somehow. Gonna be a better day, a better day, a better day, a better day. Sometime growing up at Ridgeway 609, it was a struggle trying to make ends meet. Things were tough, didn't have a dime. But you're praying to God that you had just a little extra to spare. But you're only giving what they give you on government welfare. Been through the fires, been through the flood, through all the bad times and through the good. No turn us up, we won't back down. There's gonna be a better way for our time. Gonna be a better day. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, MJ said back back in the day in high school, he always said to us, yeah. performers are always 99.9% out of work. That's one of the things that used to stick in my head every single time. And I guess I always had that fear that this moment would come to where, you know, I won't be working. Now, it, it was because I had that fear. That's what gave me the drive to keep trying. 
But for somebody like us who love the theater and it becomes our life, I still had my mom who always said, well, make sure you got something to fall back on just in case. Not everybody did yeah. that. But I, I did. I work as a chef when I'm not performing. So oh, I, when... Come on. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm a chef too. I can get down in the kitchen. So when when I'm not performing, like in between the contracts or in in between where I wasn't performing, I always went to the kitchen. I worked in in restaurants in California, in New York, and I'm actually up for a couple here in Texas now. I'm certified in three different cities, and that that comes oh, wow. from my mom. My yeah, my mom my mom always told me, baby. Make sure you got something else, just in case, you know. And, I, you know, that that stuck with me, too. So I've always been working. I have to say, for the last 18 years, I have been blessed to be a working performer. All 18 years, I've been a constant performer. But even still, if there was a little little bit in between there where I could not perform, right. I went to the kitchen. So I I have been blessed enough to enjoy both the passions of my life, which is performing and cooking. So I I I I, I set myself up for this kind of thing. When you, when your back is against the wall and you don't know which way to go, all you got to do is sit down and talk. You got you got you got to breathe. You got to give yourself some breathing room and figure out the next plan, the next move. And that's exactly yeah. what I did. You know, sometimes so it, 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 it takes a moment to step back. You got to step back, mm-hmm. take a moment, and then hit it head on. There's no getting away from yeah. that creativity. That that's that's our that's our way of thinking. Even in a crisis, we figure out some sort of creative way to get out of it. I know the people are looking forward to to hearing some music and play another song in just a moment here, so you all can hear what we've been talking talking about with Mr. Mind Quick. You can get a bit of that. So do you have a self-care routine? Now, now I'm trying to, you know, not, not do this. Now, one of my, my favorite things to do to keep me chill is, you know, go make a difficult dish or write some music. So both of those things and going to the gym. Now, I have to say, you know, with the COVID, the gym ain't been a possibility, so I had to find the other avenue. What? I'm trying not to be in this kitchen too much <laughs> because, you know, I ain't trying to widen up too much in this COVID. So uh, yeah. I, I turned to my music. So I, I've been writing a lot of different songs about the feelings that I've been having. And I, I actually, the neighborhood that I've just moved into is so beautiful and it's wonderful that I, I sometimes I just go out and take a walk. Sometimes you just need me time. So the way I've been staying positive, I've I've been writing all these songs, looking forward to the next project whenever we can do that. So I've been uh, doing writing songs for that as well as doing promotional stuff for the EP coming out as well as just talking to my mama or my family. You know, just just hearing their voices or hearing their old friends. You got to find the little things. 
Sometimes it can't be something that's huge. Sometimes it, it's just little things that make you feel good. I, I, I think to use this opportunity at a year like 2020, it, it's really show us what we're made of. And mm-hmm. we're learning how much self-care is important. When it used to sound like a fad, it used to sound like, oh, just find a way to be. And mm-hmm, now we're, I fact. think, especially in the state. This is the first time I've stopped in 18 years straight on. That's 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 why, you know, it, it, this is a whole new thing for me. We we like to keep busy. People like us, we, we ready to go. We we don't like to waste time. Let's time. keep it moving. All the time. Is, now, yeah. If if we were in, if we were able to be in the same space, just me, you, and Ethan. If you grab two more thespians, just two more friends from school, we would start a choir. We could do a whole production because it was fun for us at that time. We just wouldn't sit still for any yep. reason. I'm actually, um, you know, I don't, I don't know too many people out here just yet, but if, if this don't turn out too soon, I'm going to have to do some street performing or something. Cause <laughs> I, I, right. <laughs> It's like I gotta get this music out. I gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta perform in some kind of way. I'm gonna find me a karaoke or something. You know, people that are not in that industry weren't born with that bug. They don't get it. They really think something is off about us. But it's like, nah, I haven't done this thing that I love in a minute. I'm having withdrawals. I don't feel good right now. Right, right. I'm like, <laughs> my, my. Uh, Friends were telling me today because they heard me around the house like, oh, I just want to go perform something. I'm just, I'm just hearing all them noises in the house. Uh, you know, just frustrating because right. I just want to be on the stage right now. Did you have plans before, you know, pre, pre-COVID? Did you have plans to, to perform, like to do sets and share the music live? I have. Huge plans. I was going to do. Yeah. Uh, I was planning in in, in Flint. I was going to go all out because you know that's where I was from. So I was going to do a full on barbecue jam. So I was going to do get a stage, rent out a street, do a full on barbecue and perform. I was going to do the whole thing, and I was also going to do a release party in New York. And I was also going to do one here in Dallas. But, you know, yeah. COVID came around and said, well, not right now. So yeah. I did have big plans for this coming out, you know, performing with the live band. And, you know, I was even going to call up some of my, you know, old Flint friends, you know, the choir and have them come up and do a few things too. You know, I was trying to create this whole program. And wow. it was the same for the other two cities too, but. You know, New York would have been a bit smaller because, you know, little jazz clubs over there. And I kind of wanted to do it big at a club here in Dallas, but can't really do them right now. So it's like I got to put it on hold. And I'll say, yeah. wait a minute, wait a minute. I got you. Just hold on. So, you know, now I'm, I'm just keeping in mind. And since I got all the time, I've just been kind of writing down ideas and things I want to do and how I want to, you know, keep that going for when I can do it again. 
Exactly. But I, I feel like once we get to a point where it's safe for us to be together again and to be able to enjoy concerts and release parties and no, be own. able to really enjoy each other, I mean, that's the silver line for me because when we mm-hmm. used to have to be concerned about who would come, who's going to support and should I do it here, we want everybody going to be so hyped just to get out the house, everybody going to yep. be at everybody. Oh, you having a barbecue? Yep. I'm coming. Just because we can't. <laughs> just because just we can't. If it's not till spring 2021, I'm yep. believing that every project that we wanted to do, every way we wanted to celebrate, the things we missed out on, it's just going to be double. It's going to exceed our Shout out to all my Flintstones for one more time. My mama, my daddy, 
you know, these are the people, my grandma, my backbone. These are the people that encouraged me. I want to give a shout out to Mike DeVaza, who was my studio engineer. One more time for John Sheckler, Caitlin Beeman, and Linden Street Connecting, because they had my back all the way. My, my brother Ethan, of course. And you know what? Of One course. more time for the Flint Sisters of the Faith Choir. They know who they is. I'm so glad that I was able to connect with you and that we had this opportunity to talk. And I had this, this exclusive with the great Montclair Pippin. Uh, <laughs> this, this was wonderful. You know, and this, is what, this is really funny. When I told my mom that I was doing this interview with my quiz, she was like, Sancho? <laughs> she still got that on. <laughs> she can't get it out of her mind. So uh, one, of the, one of the first shows I performed with uh, my quiz in high school was Man of La Mancha. And to this day, this this year, this year, I think, no, last year marked the 20th year anniversary of when we performed that show. And, yep. um, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm still known as Sancho. <laughs> yeah, 20 years ago, we did that show. And I'm because I was in it, I'm just going to say it was one of the most epic shows of Flint Central High School history. It was amazing. Yeah. And my mother loved the show. And she loved the character Sancho that Marquez played, and that is still his name to this day. She I can't believe you told me that too. That's hilarious. Yes, yes. And I was like, <laughs> yes, I'm gonna interview Sancho. And so she thought that was so hilarious, and I just thought that was great that even you know 20 years later, she still remembers the work that we did as kids on that stage, and. I I'm so grateful that 20 years later we have this opportunity to be together and talk about such great things in the midst of such a very, very tough climate. So thank you for bringing this joy to the Purple Rose Planet tonight. I'm so excited that we were able to talk to you and listen to your music, and it will become a staple here. You will always be able to hear MindQuest Pippins on the Purple Rose Planet. His music will always have a home here. And so I'm so grateful for you. And um, I look forward to talking to you more and sharing more of your music. Thank you so much for being here with me tonight. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Uh, shout out to y'all, too. Thank y'all for this interview. Thank you for your time. I appreciate y'all for sharing my music. Uh, I, 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 hey, y'all out there that's listening, make sure y'all tune in to their networks, not just for my music, but they be playing some good stuff, some good old school stuff. You know, the hey, stuff that touches you. The oh, good yeah. stuff. The stuff that will last. Um, that's, that's, really, that's really been the purpose. We want to play the music that will stand the test of time. So we thank right. you all for joining us here tonight for this exclusive on the Purple Rose Planet Network. If you don't have it, you can always download the app on your Android or iOS device, and the podcast is going to be available always through the app anytime, um, and also on eight other platforms. You can come back and listen to this interview if you um, happen to want to hear it again. So thank you all for tuning in. We thank you for your support. Thank you, Monquez. We wish you all the love in the world. We will talk to you all soon. Thank you. You're smiling in my face 
But before the evening's come Your smile has been erased What have I done? What am I to do? Tell me, baby, why do you do The things that you do? You're just a backstabber You say one thing and mean another Maybe we shouldn't be together Cause you're just a backstabber Already knew things were going wrong From all the fuss and fighting and carrying on You wanna leave every chance you get You're bitter, hateful And filled up with regret What have I done? Why do you do the thing that you do? You're just a backstabber. You say one thing and mean another. Maybe we shouldn't be together. You're just a backstabber. Now you say you wanna be just friends But I found out huh, it was another man You see love is based on trust Everything I gave It just wasn't good enough Backstabber 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 